name, of course, is Warren Johnson. Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of mine, Nick Picky. I don't think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a parkour champion. You got me mad now. What is your name? As always, with my man, man, Pots and Pants, Nick Facone. That's me. I don't really know us like you think that you do. I'm Ryan Isley. Oh my God! Is he the third man? He's the third man! What the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I believe, the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling good. No sleep, no food, no nothing. Just maniacism. Well, the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, pal. Sorry. What actually happened on the show? Nothing. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What's up, ladies and gentlemen, out there in internet land? My name is Vaughn Johnson, showing as always to my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick Lacona, Philly Voice, and Philly Influencer. And you are listening to, after a long hiatus, episode 231 of The Straight Shooters on a whole bunch of platforms. I know you missed us. You missed us. I know you did. It's been a while. It's been, what, over a month? The last episode was March 12th. We're here at late April. But uh, a lot of things have been going on. Uh, before we get into uh, why, you know, our show tonight, which is going to be a fun one, we're going to live commentate uh, uh, the main event of Uncensored 1996 and WCW. Uh, before we get into that, uh, we're going to talk about why we were on hiatus. I'm going to throw it to my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick Pacone, the Philly Voice, and Philly Influencer. Nick, if you want to share uh, why we've been off a little while. And uh, so, yeah, I'll let you take the floor. Uh, first, I want to thank you, Vaughn, for, uh, you know, being patient, you know, with me and throughout this thing, like, good friend and just awesome. Uh, you know, he's like, take as much time as you need after, uh, unfortunately, my mother uh, passed away last month, March 26th, 2020. Um, you know, we said our last episode was March 12th. That Monday, March 16th, is when uh, she was sent by ambulance to the ER. And unfortunately, uh, you know, that was the last time she was home. And, uh, you know, I was at work. We were getting our, you know, coronavirus details of what we were going to be doing the rest of the, you know, the season. And, um, you know, she, I got a, you know, alert from my sister. So I went, I left, I went to the hospital. I was able to talk to her, thank God, um, before she was sent up to um, ICU. And with the coronavirus restrictions, we were not able to be up there. So we waited over a week just for good news. And it just got worse and worse. She's put on the ventilator again. She's been on there twice already dating back to august so and if you follow me on twitter you know and friends on facebook i've mentioned it a few times just because i was like i can get as many prayers as you know as many prayers as i could get the better um so i normally don't you know put my personal information out there but um you know this was the same thing and uh you know she just she had enough fight in her to last through the holidays and I'll always have that and thank God for that. Um, but, uh, you know, 
this time it was just too much and her body broke down. So, uh, you know, she passed away shortly after uh, we decided to take her off the ventilator because the doctors said we don't see her um, improving at all. And uh, it, it was, you know, it was tough, especially during the coronavirus pandemic, you know, it made things that much worse. Um, but thankfully, um, everybody after the fact helped us out so much, the, the funeral home, the hospital, friends, family, uh, they've been there for us and, and my family. So can't thank anybody enough for their words and prayers and good thoughts. And uh, you too, Yvonne, man, I appreciate everything that, you know, you've done, you've reached out and, uh, you know, just keep praying, you know, like I'm. I'm not going to say I'm the most religious man in the world, but my mother was very religious, and I like to think that she's in heaven right now looking down on me. She's my biggest fan. She would ask me every week, are you doing your podcast, you know, this week? And, you know, she'd be like, what are you talking about? She was me and my sister's biggest fan, and she was always asking about it. So um, I appreciate her and love her to death, and, uh, you know, hopefully she's looking down and uh, proud of her son, and I will try to get along with my life the way she would want me to and uh that starts you know right now we're gonna try and have some fun with this next episode and then go from there beautifully said by you nick and, uh, and like you thank me but you don't have to thank me for being there that's what friends are for as they say right that's the songs goes right yeah so, man no doubt about it yeah. you know everybody else for showing their support being patient with this uh, because you know this is a crazy time we're living in. We haven't really we've only done one show during this whole like pandemic. Yeah. Pretty much when it first started, these like the stay at home order and stuff like that. So we really haven't been on during this whole time. And uh, you know you've been going through a lot. I've been uh, you know not you deal with the fallout of your your draft last week. <laughs> Look, let's not go there because people. There's a lot of opinions going around. Let's just say that, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, there's some real life issues going around, and uh, you know, I've been staying in the house a lot as much as I can. Um, you know, fortunately, everybody I know is is doing okay. But you know, there's a lot of people out there, not, you know, and and they're dealing with a lot of things going on. So our thoughts go out to them. Thoughts yeah. go out to, of course, you and your family, Nick. May Mary, Miss Mary Pacone rest in peace. Thank you. Um, and to everybody else out there who's going through stuff right now during this pandemic, of course, people out there working every day, whether it's people in the hospitals, whether it's people working in grocery stores. My mom is out here working every day, putting her life on the line, really. Uh, you know, and then a lot of other people are as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, so thank you to all, all of you. And uh, yeah, we're going to try to have some fun tonight, though, during all this just crazy stuff going on. And uh, so, yeah, we got, you know, it's always an awkward transition, transitioning out of very real life, serious things. <laughs> To um, the wacky world of pro wrestling. <laughs> wacky world of pro wrestling. Um, I know people are probably like, "What are your thoughts about this and that and everything?" Is because a lot has happened, honestly, in the last month or so since we've been off. Yeah, it's just been a ton. You know? Right. I mean, but I I feel like since we've been off for so long, it'd be it'd be take forever to catch up to all that stuff. Right. And a lot of that stuff ain't fun to talk about. You know, people losing their jobs. Uh, and just how the world, how the wrestling world has adapted or not really that, that, that much to this pandemic and the stuff that's going on within the storylines of pro wrestling. Honestly, it's just, I don't know. I don't know about you, but 
there's really not much to talk about. We, we didn't talk uh, about I mean, like, at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, and I think a lot of the a lot of our listeners already know. You know, they right they know what's going on and they've read up on it. And uh, you know, we've been off for what six, seven weeks now. And uh, I don't want to just repeat what you know has happened when we already know. So we're just we're gonna try and have fun, try and. Perf- provide a distraction i guess you could say um with what we got planned for this show and then uh you know maybe next we plan on doing this weekly you know and uh maybe next week we'll have something funner to talk about in, in real life <laughs> right we'll, we'll see we'll see but for now we're gonna have some have a good time so what are we doing tonight we're gonna live commentate uh a match and live commentaries by the way usually happen on patreon patreon.com slash radio be sure to subscribe for the nominal fee if you want to of one ninety nine. But during this time, rough time where people are record numbers on unemployment and stuff like that, it feels kind of weird to charge people one ninety nine for a yeah. a uh, live commentary. Uh, so we're gonna give it to you for free, uh, even though it's only one ninety nine. It's not like we're giving saving you a ton of money here. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> some great value of one ninety nine. But that's right. Um, we're gonna live commentate a match I've never seen before. I I didn't I honestly didn't even think about it happening. Like I I was looking up stuff that we could possibly watch, and I saw this come up. I was like, oh, what in the world is this nonsense? We gotta watch it. And I think Nick, you said that you may have watched it, but you don't remember it that well. Uh, if I did watch it, it was probably just the ending. Um, because back then when I watch old stuff, I don't normally watch the whole event or even like a whole match. I just kind of fast forward to the ending just to see. So I'm um, looking forward to this uh, and remembering this era. This was the this no because they didn't have Spring Stampede in '96. So this is the last big pay per view I think. Last big well, main no. event before the NWO. Huh? They had no. They had a uh, Slamboree. Uh, Slamboree was in May, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is the second great, to last. Then no. Then Great American Bash, was which in, was in June, but that was yeah. And then July was Bash. Oh uh, well. Six. Yeah, I, I think about Scott Hall, you know, showing <laughs> up, which was in Mar in May, but yeah, you're right. So yeah, what we're referring to is the Doomsday Cage match from. <laughs> Uncensored in 1996, and you're probably wondering what in the world is that. For whatever reason, WCW they loved themselves some tiered cages, <laughs> and they had it multiple times throughout its history, including on this night, May 20, March 24th, 1996, in Tupelo, Mississippi. There was like a three-tiered cage called the Doomsday Cage for a two-on-eight <laughs> match. What? Two against eight. On one side of the ring is Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage teaming up against Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Ming, Barbarian, Lex Luger, Taskmaster, who is Kevin Sullivan, Z Gangster, who is, of course, Tiny Lister, who is also Zeus in WWF, who is also most famously probably known as Debo from Friday. But Tiny Lister, honestly, a legendary actor, but he had multiple forays in wrestling, this being one of them. Uh, and, of course, the ultimate solution. Who the hell is the ultimate solution? <laughs> was that not Big Show? <laughs> no, it was 
Robert Swinson. Oh, of course. Jeep Swinson. Hall of Famer. I did not I know of this man. No, I, I don't think I know. Fortunately, he passed away in 1997 due to heart failure, according to Wikipedia. That's fortunately. And he rests in peace as well. Um, but they I love were all- the I love that group. Their the name. It's just so much. Say the name of the group. Do you know it? Oh, the um. <laughs> well, you you know it. I forget the name of the group. It's right on now. Uh, the WWE Network listing. The Alliance to End Hawkamania. <laughs> that's, the, that's the name of the group. <laughs> <laughs> forget. Forget Macho Man's whatever maniacs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess right. Macho Maniacs. Uh, no, just Hulkamania. And and here is Savage defending <laughs> the sanctity of Hulkamania. Yeah. Even he doesn't want to see Hulkamania go away. Not even the Alliance. It's the Alliance right. to end Hulkamania. <laughs> oh my God. Good job, WCW. But um, this card. Uh, by the way, we're going to start our live commentary. We're going to be at two hours, nine minutes, and 40 seconds. Michael Buffer is standing in the ring, getting ready to start the ring announcements for this match because they would pay Michael Buffer a lot of money to do these ring announcements for these matches sometimes, for these shows. But this card is something else because you got just even before the show, you had like Jerry Lynn versus D. Malenko. Jerry Lynn is Mr. JL at this point. Uh, you had. Jim Duggan versus Big Bubba Rogers. Dick Slater versus Alec Wright, Alex Wright. The Steiners versus the Nasty Boys. Conan versus Eddie Guerrero. Finley, who was the Belfast Bruiser, versus Lord Stephen Regal, who, of course, is w- William Regal. Colonel Robert Parker versus Medusa? What? Um, the Booty Man, accompanied by the Booty Babe, um, who, of course, is better known as Brutus the Barber Beefcake, beating Diamond Dallas Page. Big giant, better known as Big Show, beating Loch Ness. Who I was like, who in the world is Loch Ness? Why did they name this person after a body of water? It's like, here comes coming down the aisle, which also rest in peace to Howard Finkel. Well, uh, uh, coming yeah. down the aisle, Pacific Ocean. Like, <laughs> well, was he supposed to be like the Loch Ness monster, or was he, he just named him. Loch Ness? He's just Loch Ness, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I'm looking at this on Wikipedia, which is probably... But even if it was the Loch Ness Monster, that's still a terrible name. <laughs> I mean, but it's probably a trademark or something to, to, with that. But Loch Ness was Giant Haystacks, who I did not know wrestling WCW. So I'm learning stuff every day um, when it comes to WCW. And of course, the semi-main event, which is a Chicago street fight in Tupelo, Mississippi, of course. Uh, you know, so many Chicago street fights in Tupelo. Why don't you just make it a Tupelo street fight? No. People don't fight in the streets of Tupelo. Uh, Tupelo's uh, too nice, I guess. No, 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 no. Not in the fine streets of Tupelo, Mississippi. <laughs> you have a Chicago street fight in Tupelo, Mississippi. Sting and Booker T. What a team that is. Going against the Road Warriors. Huh. With bad guys at this point? I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. You know, I, I forgot for a time they were together in WCW, but I remember there was a time when Hawk was in w- WCW by himself, and then there was a time yeah. where An- Animal was in WCW by itself, and then I remember in 96, I remember them feuding with Sting and Lex Luger, but I don't even remember how Sting and Booker T got to be tag team partners for that match. What but. a team that was. This whole card, though, is like loaded with people that are WWE Hall of Famers, just 
legendary names. I mean, the Steiner did, brothers. Dick did Slater. you mention Eddie Guerrero? Yeah, I mentioned Conan and uh, Eddie Guerrero for the U.S. Okay. title. I mean, Eddie Guerrero, Conan, like, legends. Uh, yes. Like, Blanco, Bubba Rogers. Like, what? Alex Wright? WCW had a roster. Like, I was thinking about this earlier when I was thinking about like everybody talks about oh Triple H is twenty five years in WWF or WWE that just got celebrated I think last week or whatever, and they just kind of disregarded his WCW run as like <laughs> you know a thing that happened you know in wrestling, <laughs> just twenty five years of in WWF WWE yeah but when he's in WCW and you I think I was thinking about like all right he was in WCW and you look at the people he's hired at the performance center. Is some of the people he was with in WCW. It's William Regal. It's Terry Taylor. It's Norman Smiley. I'm not sure if Robbie Brookside was in WCW, but those other three guys were. Finley was in WCW for with him. I'm like, I'm not. Then I started thinking, like, man, that WCW roster in the early '90s. This is mid '90s by this point, but even in the early '90s was stacked. Like Ricky Steamboat was there. Robert, uh, not Robert Rude. Rick Rude was there. Uh, Steve Austin, Brian Pillman. Yeah. Remember the Dangerous Alliance? Not not yeah. the, in the Hulkamania. The Dangerous Alliance. Fisco <laughs> and, and Arn Anderson. And you have Bobby Eaton was in WCW. Dustin Rhodes. It was like, man, this is the Shockmaster. Like, it was lit. <laughs> <laughs> Sid Vicious. Right. Sid. They had British Bulldog for a they cup did. of coffee. Like, yeah. Talent, man. There's a lot of talent up and down that roster. And, of course, they kept bringing up talent, and this is before, of course, DDP was a big star, and Sting became the Crow, and uh, Goldberg, and all that, but, of course... And here's another thing. I watched, uh, earlier this week, an older episode of WCW Saturday Night, and I don't even remember Ricky Morton being a bad guy, a singles bad guy, from the Rock and Roll Express. I don't even remember that. And he was billed as Richard Morton, and he was like an enhancement talent. Is that what he was... um... Trying to be with William Regal? Was that Bobby? No, it was Bobby Eaton. Was William Bobby Regal. Eaton was yeah. Bobby Eaton was the guy. Robert. Because that I remember. That was okay. when I started watching WCW more, and then Bobby Eaton became like the blue bloods with William Regal and Dave Taylor or whatever. Dave um, Taylor was in WCW. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Dave Taylor, man. Yeah. So it was funny. I was watching it randomly Tuesday night, and uh, I was like, "Holy crap, Richard Morton!" You know, it's like that's Ricky Morton. Like, what the hell? And then I did some like I looked up his Wikipedia page, the uh, <laughs> most important page in his his life, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, his Wikipedia page, and they said like, you know, he, he actually had a feud with Robert Gibson for a while, and they were he must have been the heel, and Robert Gibson was the face, I guess. I don't even know they broke up. You know, this is the type of stuff that as as much of a wrestling fan as I am, there is still so much that I don't know and so much that I've forgotten. But that I didn't even know. And I was like, Richard Warren, what's he doing? And he was like an enhancement talent. And I forget who he faced uh, on that show because I was just enamored. And I was I was on the I was on Wikipedia within two seconds. Didn't even pay attention to the match. But uh, yeah, they it, WCW was crazy, man. <laughs> they, they it, was crazy. <laughs> yeah. it was wild. Yeah. Um. Before we get into this, real, real quick, quick topic here. I know you've been dealing with a lot, obviously, with your mom passing away. But I know maybe when you're not dealing with that, you've been watching some stuff, uh, whether it's wrestling or not wrestling. So what have you been kind of watching during these quarantine times? You can. I know you've been watching a lot of wrestling, so you can talk about that. 
Uh, but what have you been got, kind of getting into? Because I can tell you right now, I have not been watching a ton of wrestling, <laughs> at least during the quarantine times. But what have you been getting into? I will say I do, out of habit, put the wrestling show on. I'll have Raw on Monday nights. I'll have Dynamite on Wednesday nights. And given how NXT is reviewed, will make will make me decide whether I watch that Wednesday night or Thursday. Um, really haven't caught up on NXT at all recently, honestly. And then um, I'll watch. I'll put on SmackDown Friday nights. Um, but I'm not paying attention, man. I'm more like just kind of, I don't know. I'm paying more attention to like real life type things while that's on in the background. Right. If I'm on my computer working on a website, stuff like that. So uh, that habit's still there though. I do have it on TV. I just, I'm not taking much in. I have a general idea of what's happening in the world of wrestling, but I'm not watching it as closely as I did before. During the day, I I'm generally I got back into watching The Office on Netflix. I forgot just how much I thought that show was funny when I would watch it on NBC, you know, 10 years ago. Um, so I watched it, started with season one and going all the way through. And those are like some of my favorite seasons of TV. So I, I'm at season seven now and I'm kind of like, you know, I haven't watched it as much the last couple of weeks because once I get through those first like six seasons, it's like seven, eight, nine. I'm kind of like, eh. So look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Don't say anything about those seasons because I've never watched The Office before. Okay. Until this quarantine happened. Okay. So like you, I've been going through season by season, and it's hysterical. Yes. Uh, so maybe we might have to have an office discussion on yes. the podcast one day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm down for that, man. But I just got to season six, I believe. Okay. So this is my first time through. Uh, so there might be some details I've missed. Uh, but yeah, I, I've watched yeah. Office. I have watched a lot of Bar Rescue. It's a <laughs> fascinating show, I believe. Uh, I've always liked the Gordon Ramsay Kitchen Nightmare show. I was like, I'm pretty sure I like the Bar Rescue one too. But I like Bar Rescue Don Taffer because it's like he breaks down the science of what makes bars successful. Where I think, as much as I like Gordon Ramsay, I love Gordon Ramsay. Don't get me wrong, but he don't break down like the nuances of what makes a restaurant like. Oh, if you put the like the the bar stools and like if you there's a certain way you do with the bar stools and a certain thing you do with um you know he looks at the median income of the area and different stuff like that like all these different things that's like oh man that's actually really cool I feel like I learned something about something you know like yeah you know, I learned a little more about it I think whereas Kitchen Nightmares is great and I think Gordon Ramsay is fantastic and that's the reason why I started watching Bar Rescues because of Kitchen Nightmares but uh, I think John Tapper. I've never really been into those types of shows. Um, not, be, not because I don't like them. It's just I've never watched them. So I'm not going to watch something that I don't know much about. Um, but I'm like that with a lot of shows. You know, that's how I got into The Office. But when it was on the air on NBC, Thursday nights, you know, that was my night. I was like, The Office is on tonight. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, that what you're saying, you know, the breaking down, you know, the business of a bar would be more interesting to me because I told you I've been a fan of Eric Bischoff's podcast and, People can say, you know, he spouts lies, this and that, but like he does break down the business side of wrestling and Turner and him and WCW. And that's what I find the most interesting aspect about his podcast. So if they're talking about the business of bars, you know, that might be something I'm into. So I might watch an episode tomorrow and see see what happens. Yeah, they got like a bunch of seasons on the Paramount Network. 
uh, yeah. app and their like uh, Old website. Old Home. Yeah. <laughs> formerly Spike TV, former Raw Home as well. I'm also DVRing Impact Wrestling, but I haven't watched it yet in, in three weeks. So oh. actually, I haven't watched it in longer than that. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's yeah. you know, those, yeah, those, those shows. Um, I finished Ozark on Netflix, uh, the latest season. I, I watched the- I, I watched Tiger King before. Oh, you got popular. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah. I think like two weeks before everyone started talking about it. That was so. a that was a must watch when that first. Yeah. Uh, I've seen all that. Watch. The Dark Side of the Ring documentaries are really good. I'm that's glad. A, yeah. That's that's a good that's a good point. Dark Side of the Ring have been really good. I've seen them all to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Benoit one, tough. Yeah. Tough to watch. Especially that first episode was tough to watch. And, and the second one episode is too. Don't get me wrong, but man, that is tough to watch. Um, the other ones after the brawl for all one I found fascinating. Yeah. Uh, I thought the snooker one could have been there could have been more with the snooker one I thought because yeah. that was that was pretty deep. I'm trying to remember the other ones besides Benoit and Bra- I think that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Oh, you know Bravo. Bravo. That was you know, and the funny thing is. I go back and I, I look, I've read about these things, you know, Wikipedia or website articles. So I already had kind of an understanding of what happened with, you know, Bravo, but seeing it, you know, play out in documentary right. fashion, I was like, man, like, and the way they recreate some of the images, I think is really cool. Um, and, and it's actually the people, they make the silhouettes look like the person, which right. is like crazy. Um, you know, the Dave Schultz one with John Stossel just that aired this insane. week and, that was good. That's something that I wasn't well versed in. Um, I didn't have much. I don't. I don't even know if Vince McMahon did that thing with sports entertainment in 1989 and oh, yeah. exposed that's, business. You know that's, that wasn't. I remember like, I've I heard about it, but I never did like research. I was doing a story. I was trying to dig into, and I don't don't know why it didn't get done. But I was looking into just like Philly wrestling history, and I was at a library downtown Philly, and I was digging through some old clippings one night. Uh, you know, and I was digging through, and I found stories about that. Like, yeah, he went to the New Jersey. He was it's really about New Jersey, but it affected a lot of other states too. When he went to the commissions, like, yo, look, or whoever the government is, like, we're not real, like, because they wanted to. Another thing they wanted to use, like, it was like their doctors and stuff like that. And they wanted to use their own officials. And WWF was like, no, we don't want their. They don't know what they're doing. Like, <laughs> we want our officials out there. We don't need their officials. That's what boxing commissions do. They license. They send the box. They send the officials out. They have the doctors out there, and you, then you get taxed on it. They get a cut of everything. WWF was like, "Nah, fam, we're not real." <laughs> like, I don't really blame them it, for doing it, but it, you know, whatever. But yeah, I think I, I think that's part. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. If you know, and it kind of was um, talked about in Dark Side of the Ring, the Dave Schultz one this past week. But new, it, it was a New Jersey thing. But they didn't deregulate. Pro wrestling until 1997, right? And that's when SummerSlam in Jersey. I thought I, I thought they so. were. I think they were there before that. But that's the thing. Like I moved to Jersey in 1991, and I don't remember anything WWF related or wrestling related happening in Jersey. I would always have to go to Philly. But I mean, I was closer right? to Philly than I was to you know the neck wherever the Devils played in, in Northern Central Jersey. Like I was obviously closer to philly but i don't remember there being many jersey shows i i could be completely missing something but i remember that being a big reason why christy 
Whitman, um, you know, she wanted the revenues, I guess, that wrestling shows would bring in. So, you know, that's why she had SummerSlam come in in 1997. And that's, you know, that that's my general understanding of it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I could obviously research more yeah, after, right. but. But it these, was, yeah, crazy. These are very interesting uh, documentaries. Her, Herb Abrams one, I think, is next week, which I don't know if you know anything yeah, about Herb Abrams. UWF, right? Crazy stuff going on with him. Uh, so I'm very interested in that one. I, I, like I said, the, my favorite one besides, the, like I said, the Benoit one was tough to watch. I thought it was very good, very well done, and it deserved two parts. Uh, the next one I thought was great was The Brawl for All. Yeah. That was that was my favorite one besides the Benoit one. But all right, I think we've done enough yapping about other stuff. <laughs> we came here to talk about to, to live commentate, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While we're here, talk plenty. Yeah. So we got a lot. We, we haven't talked in a while, folks. So we got to catch up and talk about stuff and yeah. maybe we've been watching stuff like that and a lot of real life stuff going on. So we've had a chance to talk about this stuff. So bear with us, please. But um, again, live commentary, WWE Network. WCW Uncensored 1996, the what is this called again? The Dungeon of Doom? No, Doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> Doomsday Cage. Doomsday man. Cage match. Uh, <laughs> Doomsday Cage with the so, Alliance and Hulkamania. Yeah, the Alliance. <laughs> uh, we're at 209.40. Like I said earlier, we said that earlier. We've talked enough in between that time, so you should be there by now. So, Nick, if you're ready, I'm, I'm ready, ready in three. Two, one, hit it. Got it. All right, let me turn my volume down a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to have mine. Mine is currently playing instead of on the same screen because uh, the audio kind of messes up. Um, I have it on my iPad. Do you hear buffer on my screen? Do, do your headphones at all? Like for my screen? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit? All right. Are you ready? Are you ready, Nick? I am. That's what Michael Buffer just asked. I can. It's funny. I can hear your audio because my iPad's on mute, but it's like synced up perfectly. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, In the birthplace of Elvis Presley. Michael Buffer. He was probably WCW's All Star. He was. He was out here even in like 2000, wasn't he? Yeah, like near the end. Look at this cage. Holy hell. I'll tell you what, WCW, I don't know if this is like, <laughs> maybe, I mean, they were innovators when it comes to these weird cage matches, I guess. Yeah, they were trying new things, too. They were, they were it trying. It wasn't just stuff. WWF. <laughs> right, they were trying some things. This is the year before Hell in a Cell, which obviously are uh, of cage matches, but... You know, I don't. This looks so bizarre, but and it's like no one around the ring. Like, where is where are the floor seats on that Imagine one side? Hulk Hogan falling off the top of that. Oh man! That's what this man would have done. He'd be like, Hogan, you're falling off that, and then you're gonna get up and act like it never happened. <laughs> Hogan must pose. Rick Flair, no music for Rick Flair, just his weird sound effects. And of course, there's woman and um, Miss Elizabeth. Arn Anderson wearing a sweatsuit. 
Kevin Sullivan, Lex Luger. There's ominous music playing in the background. Is I, just, I don't wonder uh, at this point. I mean, Lex Luger's still in like a corny type angle, but at least he's not made in the USA and even more of a cornball. That's true. This is better than uh, we need a hero, Lex Luger. Lex Express, Lex Luger. Even the Allied Powers, Lex Luger. Allied Powers. <laughs> why are oh. even women and Elizabeth going up to the top? Like, why? Do not know. This is kind of scary, though. I would not be like, I mean, you do it because you're getting paid, but like, they got heels on. I don't even remember the rules of this. Is this yeah, the bottom wins? I, I guess. No, the gangster. Is there a briefcase with a title shot in it? So wait. Okay. By the way, I'm looking forward to how WWE does. Oh, I'm. Just, can you hear me? I can hear you better. It's like you okay, were. Okay, my my mic was up here. Whoops. That's <laughs> enough. Um. Oh wow. That looks not sturdy at all. No. But uh, I was gonna say. Um, I wonder how. I'm looking forward to WWE how they're gonna film. The money in the bank at their headquarters. You know, with that the seems like the something we should live commentate. <laughs> in yeah. The future yeah. Yeah. With I need a good drink. While watching that, we should. I don't know. We gotta figure this Maybe. out. Maybe. I did drink. I did have a good beer while I was drink, watching WrestleMania and like the Firefly Funhouse stuff and the, yeah. the AJ Styles uh, Undertaker nonsense and. Uh, so yeah, I made it go out and get some alcohol. <laughs> it made it ten times better when you drink it. <laughs> let me just say. So we should we should definitely do that. Might get my guy Tommy Rowan on the call too in, in nice. the Sawyer. Make it a party. Dude, why not? Okay, so they climbed all the way to the top and then ran away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. How did they get down? I don't know. They they, 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 it was quick. They were both wearing heels. Yeah. So there was two rings. Wait a second. There's a, that was a second ring. There's another uh, ring there. Where? What? I, no, I that's just the entrance. I could have swore I saw a second ring. Because oh. they were running by it. Unless I'm tripping. I don't want to rewind it back. Oh, you know what? This Maybe they set they up a, a second ring by the entrance. Just for the cage. Yeah. So, like, everything else... Before this took place in the other ring, maybe. Maybe this ring is by the entrance, like that way the ring in the center. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because you couldn't have that at the top of the building. No. That in front of the center. Yeah, it had to be like near the set, I guess. This is extremely expensive setup. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. There's the other ring in the center with the logo. Yeah, see it? Yeah, see? I know I wasn't sure. That. <laughs> this is a very, like, all the scaffolding and, and, the, and the, the setup, that's so expensive. Now, Hogan didn't, he wasn't a Great American Bash. I don't think he was at Slambury, right? This was his last match before... Turning. Oh, here they go, here they go. Arn Anderson with the whole sweatsuit on. Yeah, looking like the black scorpion or whatever he when he <laughs> hit Hogan with the lead pipe in the knee. So I guess they gotta fight their way to the bottom level. 
Oh, so yeah, they're start off with the. But I guess, the horse I guess they, have to pin, they have to pin one of them. I know. Because you got like the faces of fear down there in the second level. Oh, the faces of fear. A subsect of the alliance to end Hulkamania. Yeah. Yeah, I remember they started using the faces of fear when uh, Earthquake came at the end of 94. It was Earthquake as Avalanche, uh, Kevin Sullivan, and Brother Brudeye. Man. The Butcher. How many names did he have in WCW? Like 8,000. <laughs> he was a booty man. He was a Zodiac. The Butcher. The Butcher. The Booty Man, Zodiac. Um, like, he was... It's a cycle. <laughs> he was Brutus Beefcake. He was over. Why did he have, like, eight gimmicks? <laughs> and it's funny you, you brought that up, because in the one of the Superstars episode I watched, they finally uploaded more on the WWE Network. And uh, it was when Brutus Beefcake came back. And uh, when he had that match on Raw against Ted DiBiase and everything and i like you have to watch it to, to get the full comedic effect of it oh, and man. i completely i completely forgot this happened but in one of the the opening promo for superstars this was after a week a week or two after irs hit brutus beefcake with the briefcase on raw and hulk hogan came back the week after and so this is like the week after that and hogan and jimmy hart open superstars and they're you know, wait till you see this at WrestleMania, you're ours and stuff like that. And then they're like, they had a big surprise. So they unveil it and it's Brutus Beefcake wearing a mask to cover his broke, quote unquote, broken nose. And it's like titanium steel. It's like whatever. And he looks like the ultimate warrior almost. Like that's how the mask looks. And I yeah, I've seen the mask before, yeah. Um, that's how like his, his fate, his, the warrior's paint looked like how they right. made the mask. It's funny. Right. And Hogan just starts hitting him in the face with the briefcase. <laughs> he's like, it's titanium steel, brothers. He's, he's indestructible. And he starts he hits him like five times with the briefcase, man. Dude, and you can hear it. It's like, bam, bam. like dude, it's hilarious. That Bruce Briefcake like looks at the camera and he's like, yeah, it doesn't hurt, brother. I just thought it <laughs> funny that they took so many people from WWF and didn't change it really a thing about them. Besides their theme music, because they had to. Yeah. But Brutus Beefcake, he had like four different gimmick changes. Like, like what? Yeah. And then he was paired with Kimberly as the booty babe. Yeah. Like what do these two have to do with each other? Like, stop. Booty man. After this is over, we definitely, when we end the podcast, we have to watch that promo together because well, I need down. your reaction I'm, to it. We can do it on the air if we want. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> it's just like. Um. It's hilarious. By the way, we're just still up here in the top part of the cage here, just punching and kicking, barely keeping their footing. I wonder if, you know, you can't really see the second level right now because of the camera angles, but I wonder if, like, the guys in the ring below them are following them just in case they fall through so they can catch them. There's no one in the ring on the ring level right now. I don't well, think. Oh, I, I meant, I meant like the bottom. Yeah, oh. not the ring. The second level of the cage. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Right now, right yes. now, you you finally see an angle where there's kind of just staying there. Luger's trying to pull 
get savage somehow. <laughs> I guess, I mean, I, I would assume that if somebody falls through, I'm not catching them. Not even Hogan, huh? I'm not staying underneath that, man. You better hope that cage beneath you can hold you up. Yeah, this is... This is a weird angle, you know, the cat. I wonder how long it took to set this whole thing up. I mean, that's why they had a whole separate ring for him. <laughs> so they wouldn't have to set it up during the show. Funny, like, I wonder if it was visible earlier in the I think, that was, I think that was part of, like, you see how, like, when they came out for this match where they walked out of? Yeah. I think everybody walked out of that for the whole show. And just kept walking yeah, to the ring. The ring. Yeah. You know. And how can you miss this? <laughs> it's just yeah, I mean, 30 foot tall. I never I saw this event, like front to back, so I don't, I don't, I yeah. don't know. I did, I do remember ordering Uncensored 95, like the first one. Because um, I think WrestleMania was in April that year, so like there was nothing in March. So I was like, there's nothing in March. Come on, mom, can you order it? Can you order it? So she ordered it, and, uh, I tried taping it, but the tape recorded so bad, it was so fuzzy that I couldn't yeah. even you couldn't even like watch it back. Did you hate when that happened, man? When the tape was bad, <laughs> trying to record worst. a damn show and the tape was messed up. The worst. Man, what things we used to go through. Oh, what, what does Ric Flair got? What do you got? He just had like a foreign object. He slipped through there. Uh oh. <laughs> Trying to bust out of the joint here. Stossel there to crack the case. Stossel. Oh, through powder. Some salt. (laughs) Why? Oh. Stossel, by the way, did not come off like the best person in the world in that uh, documentary. What I am thankful for is that I was able to get a clip of him saying, F you, David. <laughs> so if anyone, uh, if anyone named David gets a <laughs> send that to them. <laughs> it, it, it will actually work perfect with somebody that I work with. <laughs> It'll be funny. <laughs> I'll send you uh, it then. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really funny. But uh, I guess you don't need to pin somebody. Did they pin? They, they just got to escape through the next part. That's, they just got to fight. Through. What do you got? Oh, he got something. He got a shake. He's going to shake him. Oh, he got it. <laughs> This is like Oz. It's gonna shake him. What do you got? Oh, he got a chain. What is it? It's like a door. It's like oh, there's like yeah, two door rooms. to a door. It's like a room. Okay. I guess you. Uh, okay. Oh, all right. I'm. I'm kind of. I'm trying to figure this out. You like this? <laughs> I, I didn't say that. I'm just trying to figure this out. <laughs> I think I figured it out somewhat. So you have. Sullivan and Lex in one room or area, and then the faces of fear in the other, but they're on the same level. Oh, he clotheslined him. <laughs> Close on his own guy. Hulk Hogan's about Sione, to choke out. Mm. Hulk Hogan might die in this cage. He's about to get choked out. Two people are on him right now. Mm. Choking the knife out of him. Oh. It's like, come on, Randy. <laughs> What are you gonna do, Randy Anderson? Savage had that bandage on his left arm, but it felt like forever. So wait, I guess Arn Anderson and Flair just stay up top because they're hurt and they've been blinded. 
<laughs> you stay up there. And there's no hopping down. Double tears, baby. I'm, I'm impressed if Savage actually had a torn tricep and he kept working from the end of 95 and then 96. Oh. Hulk is locking. Okay, that's smart. Locking one of the doors, locking the faces of fear out. Yeah. Oh, kicked him. Get out the way. <laughs> Smarter than he looks sometimes. You could tell Arn's scared. He's like, how am I going to? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not jumping down here. <laughs> Even if he were able to grab the top and dangle his legs, that's still a pretty far drop. Yeah, that's that's scary. Especially when the, it's the cage that you're dropping on. It's not a floor. What is, what is Randy? Oh, Man, Mang's helping him. Oh, that was <laughs> good teamwork. All right, so they're trying to open the door. <laughs> it's a nitro shirt. Right, why is he wearing that? Maybe there's some story behind it I don't know about, but it looks... Strange. Oh, okay, Kevin Sullivan broke out of that. <laughs> One punch is going to make you do that, but whatever. Oh! This is this is kind of... This is very dangerous, by the way. Like, Yeah. This... Oh, my God. This is... I mean, they're working, and I know it's all, you know, they're professional. I would not want to do that. No, you all sweaty. You slip one little bit. That's uh, it. Yeah, yeah. That's what people forget a lot. It doesn't matter how much tape someone's wearing. Your sweat definitely can mess things up. You think Jimmy Hart gonna catch him down there? Hell no. <laughs> Can't. I'm sorry, I didn't catch you, baby. I, I, I almost had you, baby. <laughs> sorry, I didn't catch you. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of your Jimmy Hart uh, impression. Okay, so they didn't have to climb through the cage to get to the lower level. They just walked down the steps. He's <laughs> trying to dump Hogan over this railing. <laughs> he will be eliminated from the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> eliminated from life, so to speak. Could you imagine if he, was just, he just threw him off there? And be like, uh, what do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> the show's over. What is Macho Man doing? He's just taunting yeah. four people. Is there a way to get down from there? Does he need to go in that side to get down? They, yeah, they need to, get, need to get to the other side to well, get down. I mean, Hogan and Sullivan are on the floor now. Oh. Somehow. <laughs> oh, here comes Luger. This must have been like... The steel plate in his forearm. This probably sucked to watch live. This is all like in one side. It's not in the middle. Right. One to the other ring now? Wait a second. What was the point of that big cage if you're just going to fight in the other ring? What is... This match is going to end outside the cage. This match is going to end outside the cage, isn't it? It looks like it, but Hulk Hogan took the mic, ran over to Michael Buffer, and almost tackled (laughs) that microphone. Alright, so... I was just saying, like, they're not in the middle of the arena, so it looks ter- probably not great to watch in person. You know, I'll always be a fan of the pay-per-view logo in the center of the ring. I am, too, actually. AEW has to that. do that. They have to do that to get me fully on board. 
So that cage was just. Oh, here comes the other guys. That cage is just mostly pointless, I For guess. The, just so they can market the Doomsday Cage, I guess. I mean, of course. I mean, you see Doomsday Cage in the marquee, you order in this pay per view, no yeah. doubt. But it just doesn't necessarily out. have to end in the cage. Well, oh, they're going back. <laughs> right into the cage. <laughs> Good thing he avoided all those lights or whatever are on the yeah. floor. Look at Hogan sneaking up on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Stealthy Hogan here. Like, dude, the way his clotheslines, they never looked like legit, like ever. There's great wrestlers that can make everything look legit. Bret Hart's one of them. And it's just like Hogan, when he got himself for Hogan, you know, he, he doesn't do anything that you like that running clothesline to Luger barely touched him and Luger had to go flying. Like that's so annoying. <laughs> There's so much going on here. Kudos to WCW for the split screen at least though. Yeah. I appreciate the split screen. They're still not in the cage again yet. Huh. So where's, you know, Meng, the Barbarian. Yeah, what are the other guys? Arn Anderson. Now, Luger's going to the other ring. All right. Oh, Kevin Sullivan's taking two by from plywood out, two by fours. They're in the other ring again. This is just pure chaos. He wants that cage to collapse. <laughs> <laughs> He put threw down the wood, Kevin Sullivan did. You know what? Forget this, I gotta get to hope. Oh no, Macho Man's got a pl- piece of board. Oh no. Uh... <laughs> Imagine Hacksaw running out. Poor camera woman with that board. Also, one of the Superstars episodes that were down uploaded. Was when Yokozuna killed Jim Duggan, so that was kind of cool. What? Come again? Yeah, yeah. He, they had like the U.S. versus Japan thing on oh, Superstars. Yeah, yeah. And I remember. I Yokozuna remember. killed him. Yeah, that was. On that drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon's commentary was so good. It lit like it, on big angles like that. You know when Dunk when it Dunk when Doink attack Crush. You know like <laughs> when Jake the Snake made his snake. Fight Randy Savage like Vince on commentary was great at certain. A low, uh, underrated Vince McMahon commentary moment was when he was when it was Hell in the Cell, the first Hell in the Cell, yeah. and Shawn Michaels hit the cameraman. He said, "Oh, <laughs> we apologize to the family. <laughs> we apologize that. to the family." <laughs> I remember, I remember thinking it was so weird to hear him say that. It's like, why? He, he said it in such a weird way. We apologize to the family. I guess because like we've never seen that happen. So they immediately on top of TV, someone beating up a cameraman. Immediately apologize. I can't feel right though. I feel like it had to have happened before, but maybe I'm wrong. Damn. But maybe he was trying to sell the best way he could because they needed to open the cage and oh, oh, they got they got to sell like he's the cameraman was so injured that we have to apologize to his family and. 
Maybe that was Vince at living. I don't know, but that is funny. It's just so it's, weird. It just sounded funny. They're still not in this cage. Is What's that one? They Jim say they cage match, but there's no cage to be seen here, and there's no horsemen. There's no faces of fear. What in the hell is going on here? Like the graphic for the split screen says, Doomsday cage match, but there's no cage anymore. They're at the ringside with at the ring without the cage. So. Ugh. What the hell? Are they Mississippi? Yeah, Tupelo, yeah. Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi. <laughs> I get him a Hawkster shirt. I was like, you bastard. <laughs> Come on, Macho Man, get up. You know what I did notice? <laughs> Not to bring up superstars again, but when Doink attacked Crush, one of the people in the audience. One of the kids tried swinging at Doink. It was hilarious. People in the audience trying to get their licks in crack me up. That's funny. Especially back in the day. Where oh. just... You could probably get away with more back in the day. Yeah. At the end of matches, you would see like all the kids sprinting towards the railing because they wanted the wrestlers to touch their hands. Right. And I remember that. We would never see that anymore. What the hell? Okay. Yeah. This wait, is, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. yeah. Zeus so where, and... Uh, where are the other guys? There's eight guys in this match. Yeah, well, yeah. those are the those are seven and eight. No, 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 no. Where is the other four? They're chilling in the cage. They're going to bring them back to the cage right now. I don't remember this guy. What is I only remember him a little bit. He is massive. Yeah. But what are the sounds that Zeus is making? Ha! 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 Alright, so they're going into the cage. Okay. Here we go. You know, Zeus uh, made a cameo on Step by Step. Sure did. He was one of the security guards in the baseball locker room and Brendan's favorite player wouldn't sign a baseball for free. A jerk. Gotta love the lighting around the cage. Oh, here in a regular camera. Field. Yeah, like the final level or something like that. All the other guys are chumps compared to these guys. <laughs> Savage is just ducking. The final level. Hogan bounces back up. Yeah. Exactly, Bobby Heenan. They went back to the floor. They went back to the cage. They're back on the floor. People want to complain about Sin Cara lighting and the the. The fiend lighting. What about this lighting? Uh, Kevin Sullivan put weapons in the cage. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's harpooning people. He's poking at them. What the hell? He's trying to impale people. Uh, uh, oh, he almost fell. Boom. Tiny Lister had multiple wrestling matches, man. This is wild to think about. I'm watching him right now. In this 
match. Not his first match. How's he not in the celebrity hall of wing over the hall he of fame? He should be. He was, how, he was Zeus. <laughs> they made a movie with him. The match. The mo- what was it? <laughs> the match. The movie. The yeah, pay per view. Something, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> what does Bruce Pritchard always say? <laughs> Like, I don't even remember. He definitely should be in the guy. WWE Hall of Fame. If Donald Trump is in the Hall of Fame, uh, man. Tiny Lister or Zeus should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. They made an entire movie off of him, with him, and then made a match out of it. You know, my favorite... SummerSlam. He main evented SummerSlam. How many friends <laughs> can say they main evented a SummerSlam? And he main evented... What is this? Uh, what is this? Uh, Uncensored. Come on. <laughs> Huge box office straw with no holes barred, too. Oh, right. But, they uh, invented multiple pay-per-views. He should absolutely be in the WWE Hall of Fame. One of my favorite moments regarding wrestling and Donald Trump is when he called WWE the day after they did that Vince exploding limo angle to see if Vince really... <laughs> ah, that's funny. That's really, really <laughs> that was my favorite story. Really, really funny. Mr. T's in the Hall of Fame. He main evented one WrestleMania. There you go. Yeah. Tiny has main evented pay-per-view. Multiple promotions. Right. He was a cross-promotional star. (laughs) Come on, man. Oh, what does Macho Man got? Uh Uh-oh. I'm I'm about to start the campaign to get Tiny to listen to WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, here comes Arn. Dude, I'll... Like, I'm really about to start the Twitter campaign for this. Because this is ridiculous when you think about it. In regular ring gear. (laughs) Is Drew Carey in the Hall of Fame? Isn't Drew Carey in the WWE Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think he is. For being in, like, one match that he eliminated himself from? Yeah. They made a movie with Zeus. He was in those promos with Macho Man and Sherry, yelling and screaming. Those promos are still some of the best promos of all time. (laughs) All time. Up there were hard times with Dusty Rose. This disease Watchmen promos, I say. <laughs> Prove me wrong. I'm, a, I'm the guy at the table. <laughs> Prove me wrong. And he ain't in WWE Hall of Fame? Come on, man. Put the brother in the Hall of Fame. About to be mad. I'm dirty, man. Put him in the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame ceremony is on Friday now. Didn't even Perfect. do like a Saturday Night's main event. Right. It's perfect. It's 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 on a, the, the the Hall of Fame is on a Friday night now when the, when there is a Hall of Fame ceremony. It's it can time it up with the movie Friday. Come on, it's all perfect. He's, <laughs> come on, come on. Let's just make it happen, WWE. There is his trademark. Double four. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all that powder oh, was on the floor in the ring. What is... Man. They're about to snort that. <laughs> <laughs> Prime position. That's the regular regular night for... Another oh, booty man. The booty man. He gave him a frying pan. He's a, he, that's his and, booty man gimmick. And more salt. Dude. Yo, they clocking him with them frying pans. And then... I don't know if they're real, but they're supposed why, to be real. Why didn't they bring weapons then? I don't get it. They just 
Walloping him in the head. The bad guys plastic, don't bring weapons. Clearly plastic frying pans. Because <laughs> frying pans wouldn't bend like that. On someone's head. Macho Man took an L right there. Like, what frying pan do you have that just bends? On someone's head? Like, what? I mean, I guess it could bend if you hit somebody, you hit and get something hard enough, but like that—that's not what's happening here. No. Uh oh. Oh. Glove. A weight glove. Does a glove fit? Does it fit? <laughs> oh, he turned on Flair. Yeah. Wait, what? Wait a second. That looks so weird. He double pumped that punch. It still punched Ric Flair. <laughs> that was the one of the worst botches I've ever seen. He was turning on him the way it looked. He. I know. And Macho Man forgot to hit him. <laughs> ah, what just happened? Oh, that was worth it. That ending alone was worth this live commentary. Wait, we got a process this happened. <laughs> Luger held that punch, <laughs> looked at Flair, and still punched him. <laughs> he did. To the I point wonder. He was turning on Flair. He did not turn on Flair, apparently. That was supposed to be a mistake. Right. But he looked Flair dead in the face, <laughs> held the punch, and then punched him again. And then before the match, Hogan's about to leave the case. Flair, Savage's about to leave with him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, oh, wait, you got to pin him. Oh, yeah. And he jumps back in and pins the first person he can jump on. One, two, three, it's over. Now, let, let's see this fallout because... He said he saw it, too. They even said it on commentary. Okay. I wonder if they did any angle after this to... remember. Did Luger mean to do it? But Luger was still kind of a tweener at this point. He wasn't like a full baby face until the NWO really took okay. shape in the summer. Alright. I think okay, that was supposed to happen, I guess. That's still weird. There was that no was, mess. That was uh Okay, so the Lex Luger thing was intentional. <laughs> that looked real bad, fortunately. Yeah. Wow, that was rough. All right, so what was this thing you're telling me about? The uh, before we wrap it up here, let's watch go, this, uh, go to Superstars. I think it's the latest episode, like the last one they uploaded. Okay, so I gotta I gotta go back here. It's under in ring, I would assume. Okay. So March thirteenth, nineteen ninety three. Oh, I gotta find the superstars. Uh, where the hell? Where do you find WWE's WWF superstars? Uh, it's in ring. Yep. And then all it's, it's in that list. I just typed in superstars on the app on the iPad. Um, I don't know how it would look to you. Are you using uh web browser? Yeah. So it, it was in ring. I got it. I got it. Superstars. Here we go. And yeah, March thirteenth, nineteen ninety three. Okay. Wow. Look at this. So I am at zero 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 zero. <laughs> All right. 
So whenever you want to hit play, we'll hit play together and then okay. listen to it. The three. Well, I got an intro here. Do I skip the intro? No, no. Okay. They, they open it right away. Okay. Three, two, one, hit it. Got it. Can you believe this? Jimmy Hart, manager of the Megamaniacs, baby, wearing the red and the yellow. You know, I have to pitch This is a long promo, though. It's like four or five minutes. Hulk Hogan. All oiled up. Look at the muscles glistening and sweat. I think this is the first time I saw him in a red shirt. Like, oh, it's so cool. It's like reversed. <laughs> this is before WrestleMania 9, I would assume, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> what? When you see the pythons hovering over the city, brother, as we come in for the crash landing. The crash landing. I won't harm a hair on the chitty chin chin. Not even the chitty chin chin. I'm coming in for money incorporate and the WWF tag team titles. And you, Jimmy Hart. Hey, wait, wait, baby, hold up. What's that I smell? To the positive you... carcasses. They're going to die. That place, baby. I'll find you that place. He's threatening his new manager. He's stealing the Undertaker's gimmick now. <laughs> if I'm coming back, Vince, I'm taking the Undertaker's gimmick with me. <laughs> Hulk Hogan just threatened to kill two men on TV. And bury them in the desert, mafia style. Yeah, but did you see what they did to his friend? Oh, there it is. Yeah, get your look back. Uh oh, there it is. Is that the first ever Money in the Bank briefcase, too? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> He's running by his face! <laughs> what? He walked past the camera. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he hit him again. <laughs> no way. He, he adjusted a few times too. <laughs> Here it goes. What the hell? He's running by the camera. He's adjusted it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. He's just running by. His face. <laughs> Boom. Drive by. <laughs> Boom. Here it comes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, this is like six or seven times. For one, this is like a, like a real like, fighting thing. That's illegal. You can't wear an indestructible mask. <laughs> and I can't punch you in the face and you can't fight anymore. But two, Hulk Hogan just knocked the hell out of Brutus Beefcake like six times. But doesn't it look like the Warrior's face paint? Like that cracks me up even more. It's an awesome looking mask, honestly. <laughs> it yeah. cool, but it's absurd. Dude, I was cracking up when I saw this because I totally forgot about this promo. 
dump truckloads of kryptonite couldn't strip the powers of Hulkamania. I don't know if he does it again. No. When the Mega Maniacs run wild on you! Whoa. Oh, man. Whoa. And he followed up with Papa Shango. Yeah, this is when uh, his voodoo was starting to fail. Bruh, I... Wow. One of the best promos of all time. I am speechless. (laughs) I am just... I don't even know what to say at this point. I am flabbergasted. I'm telling you, when you have time and you want a wrestling fix, go to the... Man, when was it? Was it February 6th? Yes, it was February 6th, 1993. Watch that whole Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Yokozuna segment. Vince McMahon's commentary cracks me up because he go, he's like, it's a war. He's like, the U.S. versus Japan. And like, <laughs> it's on another level, dude. He's on another level, and I love That's it. WWE Network, too. <laughs> Here, I'm going to see if I can just... Versus Japan. United States versus Japan. <laughs> it's a war. Bruh. Dude. What you want to just be yelling out? <laughs> I could not. It was like, so Jim Duggan couldn't do it. That. All right, let's see. Dude. Some of the greatest. That is special. That was special. Oh, come on. Um, there we go. Is this your, you got a link or something I can watch it to? United States versus Japan! I have to admit, he made wrestling feel important to me when I was younger because of how his commentary would sell stuff. I was like, oh my god, this is... <laughs> We're at war. Like this is the biggest thing ever, and then Yokozuna know, killed him, and I was like, "Oh man!" Like I felt legitimately like down after that. So like his his commentary, dude, hilarious. Man, that was a hell of a way to end the night. <laughs> yeah, that was a hell of a way to end the night with. And we were able to have fun and uh, hopefully entertain the listeners out there. Yeah, hopefully that's what happened. I was thoroughly entertained uh, <laughs> from Hulk Hogan hitting Bar- Brutish Beefcake in the face with that briefcase like a half dozen times. Like that was just classic stuff. I running by his face, just <laughs> running on and off camera. Bro, come on, that's <laughs> he walked past it like yeah. <laughs> and Brutus Beefcake going, oh, oh, he hit me again. <laughs> Mid-sentence. <laughs> I didn't feel it that time, I don't think. Oh, that's great. Alright, well, it's fun. We gotta do it again next week. But in the meantime, Nick, take us out with some plugs, please. Alright, you can follow me on Twitter at Nick Bacone. Uh, follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter and we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash the straight shooters. And you can catch us, catch me at phillyinfluencer.com. And you can catch this podcast also at phillyvoice.com. There you go. I am at Vaughn M. Johnson on Twitter. 
I usually say that you can find me out here in these streets, but you won't find a whole lot of people out here in these streets right now. So that includes me for the most part. So nope, not here out here in these streets, but I'm out here on these social media. So uh, check me out at Born M. Johnson. Of course, you can check us out on platforms all over the place as far as podcasting, all the pl- podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, etc. Of course, we got Patreon, patreon.com slash Shooters Radio, and of course, ShootersRadio.com. We can find all 130, what's it, 30, right? 130, oh, no, not 130, 230. Ah, there you go. Sorry, episodes. <laughs> I almost lost count. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a lot. So check us out there, ShootersRadio.com. But until next time, I'm Vaughn Johnson. Joined as always by my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick McCone. Thanks for listening to episode 231 of The Straight Shooters, and we'll catch you again next week. Peace.